welcome to Chills, a podcast where we talk about the paranormal, true crime, conspiracies, and anything creepy. I'm your host, Preston Pours. And I'm Nina Cardona. Today we will continue to discuss part two of Cursed Films. If you have any personal paranormal or true crime stories you would like featured on an episode, be sure to send in your story at chillspodcastnp at gmail.com. NP as in Nina and Preston. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Chills. Whether you believe in movie curses or not, this one is hard to deny. I'm talking about the Superman curse. Multiple actors who have played the superhero have either died, been in horrific accidents, or had their careers nosedive shortly after. And it's not just the leading men who play Superman that feel the bad luck. Multiple people who have played side characters or done things behind the scenes have also been affected. This curse goes all the way back to 1938. Back to the original creators of Superman, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Jerry and Joe wound up selling the character to DC Comics, but were not compensated fairly. It was only a short time after that Superman became a million dollar franchise, while Joe and Jerry nearly lived in poverty. To make matters worse, Joe Schuster started losing his eyesight in the 50s. It got so bad that he was essentially blind. Losing his eyesight forced him out of the comic book industry for good. Eventually, in the 1940s, the Superman character was brought to the big screen. Kirk Allen was the first actor to play him. He quickly gained fame for his portrayal. Unfortunately, that would be the only role he was known for. It was impossible for him to land other roles in Hollywood because people refused to accept him as anything else other than Superman. Besides the Superman movie, he was only able to land commercials and uncredited roles, but nothing as prominent as his role of Superman. In his later years, he suffered from Alzheimer's disease and died at the old age of 88 in 1999. 1999? Yeah. How old are you? Five? Yeah. Well, that's, that feels recent, but I was five, so it's not recent. It does feel recent. Jeez. Bud Collier voiced Superman in a cartoon series from the year 1941 to 1943. Collier was able to land other roles, such as game show hosts, and he became rather successful. He even reprised the voice actor role of Superman in 1966. Unfortunately, just three years later, Collier died at the age of 61. He was diagnosed with circulatory alignment and passed unexpectedly. Now we move on to George Reeves. He starred in the Superman TV series, which ran for six years. He did quickly find success and fame in his role as Superman. Unfortunately, just like Kirk Allen, it was hard for him to land other roles. George Reeves was able to land a major role in the movie Here to Eternity. Unfortunately, his fans were not happy. Here to Eternity is a war movie, and they were not satisfied with seeing Superman at war. Not able to land any other roles, George Reeves fell into a dark depression. In 1959, at the age of 45, he was found dead in his home. It was ruled a suicide. Or was it? It's controversial because people believe he was actually murdered police found no fingerprints on the weapon that he 
supposedly used to kill himself. The gun? Yeah. We move forward to 1978. Christopher Reeves landed the role of Superman and starred in four Superman movies. I know what you're probably thinking. Is Christopher Reeves related to George Reeves? Well, I thought the same thing and the answer is no, they're not related. George Reeves was only his stage name. His actual name is George Kiefer Brewer. What a mouthful. Yeah, that was hard to say. But let's get back to Christopher Reeve. Just like Kirk Allen, it was difficult for him to land roles that weren't Superman. Fortunately for him, he was in quite a few Superman movies. After playing a total of four Superman films in the late 70s and early 80s, Reeve became paralyzed from the neck down after a horse accident in 1995. He would go on to live nine more years before passing away in 2004. Even weirder, his wife would pass away two years later from lung cancer, even though she had never been a smoker in her life. Oh. Like I said earlier, the curse doesn't stop at just the leading men playing the role. Lee Quigley, who played baby Clark Kent in the movies that Reeves starred in, died at 14 years old from solvent abuse. Later on, Margot Kidder, who played Lois Lane in the same movies, was involved in a serious car accident that forced her out of work for several years. After finally recovering from the accident, she suffered a nervous breakdown in 1996 and was found in a stranger's backyard, beaten, missing hair, missing teeth, and in a serious nervous state. She was convinced that her husband was trying to kill her, so she had faked her own death and started living on the streets. She made a full recovery and was reported not to have another breakdown in 2007. Unfortunately, in 2018, she was found on the floor of her Montana home unresponsive. It was reported that she had died from suicide by overdose. I thought this next part was pretty cool. Kidder was cremated and her ashes were scattered by her brother in their favorite childhood locations in Canada and Montana. He scattered them in a field with lilies often eaten by grizzly bears. It was Kidder's wish to, quote, have her body just left out there for the bears. I can see that. I can see you saying something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought it was interesting that she played Kathy Lutz, the wife, in the 1979 version of Amityville Horror. Oh. Isn't there some curses around that movie, too? Yes, there is. Yeah, she was one of the main characters in that movie. Next, we'll discuss Marlon Brando. He played mm-hmm. Jor-El. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he played Jor-El, Superman's father in the 1978 movie with Christopher Reeve. He died three months after Christopher Reeve did, right after he had a terrible run of familial tragedies. Christian Brando, Marlon's son, murdered his sister Cheyenne's boyfriend and spent five years in prison. A month after her brother had killed her boyfriend, Cheyenne gave birth to a child only to later lose custody of the infant. Her behavior had become erratic, and she would be diagnosed with schizophrenia. At the age of 25, Cheyenne committed suicide, and Brando became a recluse. Honestly, though, if the cursed Israel, the worst of it seems to be over. Knock on wood, but nothing has happened to Henry Cavill. And nothing will happen to him. Unless you count that CGI mustache. Oh. I am putting it out into existence. Nothing will happen to him. He will be safe 
forever. He's Geralt. Nothing's ever gonna happen to him. I will literally cry. I would die if something happened to him. Are you interested in mysterious incidents, conspiracies, and phenomena, but feel like you're on an island with no content? At The Curious Podcast, we explore the corners of the world nobody else will. Seriously, nobody else will. Listen to The Curious Podcast with IHS every Wednesday, available on Google, Apple, and Spotify. For everyone around the world that's oh so curious. I will be covering The Conjuring movies, which are part of The Conjuring universe created by James Wan, and it is owned by Warner Bros. These are my favorite horror movies, Conjuring 1. That's my favorite horror genre movie. Well, I will be talking about that one, the first Conjuring movie. The Conjuring universe includes the following movies, The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and finally, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. These are all in order according to their timeline. And for these movies, I have actually seen all of them except the last one. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I've seen all of them. Even the Annabelle movies? I think so. I didn't see them if with you. That's if you've why. seen them, I've seen them. But I didn't see them with you. That's why okay. I'm asking. Then there might be ones I'm missing. All I remember from Annabelle movies is that there was like little girls at an orphanage. Um, okay, so we saw was... that one together at, in theaters. But the other ones, one I saw with Stephanie, my sister Stephanie, and my dad. And I, don't, I think I might be missing an Annabelle movie then. Because I was doing research about it. I was like, this doesn't sound familiar. But there was a time where I had literally seen every horror movie on Netflix and... There's some I can't even remember. There's so many Annabelle movies and they have crazy names. Comes Home, <laughs> Annabelle's <laughs> Revenge, Annabelle Back in Black. Annabelle Far From Home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about Annabelle. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> so the movie I want to talk about is the first Conjuring movie. The Conjuring is set in 1971. Roger and Caroline... Perrin just moved into a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. With them are their five daughters, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, April, and their dog, Sadie. As soon as they arrive at their new home, the dog, Sadie, refuses to enter. So you already know that's a bad sign. During their first few nights, paranormal events start occurring. As the days go on, it progressively gets worse. This is when they decide to seek help from the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine Warren are demonologists who conduct paranormal investigations. They uncover that the house once belonged to an accused witch who sacrificed her weak old baby to the devil, then killed herself, setting a curse on her land and whoever owns it. That's the story. Why did you make that face? Because that's such a crazy sacrificing your baby and then killing yourself. Joey King was 12 at the time when she played the role of Christine, one of the daughters in the film. In the film, her mom gets possessed and she starts getting bruises on her body. Joey King states that she also started getting bruises on herself. These were in weird places such as her stomach and her chest. 
The makeup crew did not believe Joey had real bruises on her. They thought she was trying to play a prank on them by stealing their fake bruises. So they tried to remove them with rubbing alcohol and oil, and to their surprise, the bruises did not come off. She went to the doctor because they were worried it could be early stages of leukemia. They ran some blood tests on her, and it turns out she had a blood thinning condition called ITP. Do you know what that stands for? Um, yes and no. It's a really long name, and I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down. I literally couldn't pronounce it. I'm sorry. I, I tried. I even watched a video on how to pronounce it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a mouthful. So this is where your immune system attacks your platelets, which is why she was bruising so easily. She has no history of any blood conditions, and it does not run in her family. So this was very unusual. She was very close to needing a blood transfusion. They were also scared of letting her work. She had to go to the doctor twice a day to get her blood drawn, before and after filming. They also had her taking a lot of iron to try to rebuild her blood platelets. After filming, she went to one of her doctor visits, and they told her that her blood platelet count was back to normal levels. The doctors aren't sure what happened or why all of a sudden she's better. It's crazy because the entire time they were filming, she had the condition ITP, and right after, it just went away. And I watched this interview on YouTube. It was on the Howard Stern show, and when she was talking about this, you can tell that she was scared. Even just talking about the movie scares her. Vera Farmiga, who plays Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring movies, has said that really weird things have happened to her and her co-star Patrick Wilson. But she doesn't like talking about it because once she does, it gives it power. So she just brushes it off. When she initially took the role of Lorraine Warren, she said that three claw marks appeared on her screen. And after filming, similar looking claw marks had appeared on her thigh. Other than that, she doesn't go into detail on what she has experienced because like she said, she doesn't want to give it attention. So the Conjuring movie is based on a real story. They invited the actual parent family to the set to watch the actors and be part of the experience. Oh no. Well, creepy stuff started happening once they arrived. Everyone felt a really strong breeze even though none of the trees were moving. Mother Parent was not on set when this happened, but she did claim to feel a strong presence at this exact moment. She ended up fainting and being rushed to the hospital. I wonder if they used a real house or if they built the set. I'm pretty sure they didn't use the house. Or if they had house. to build a new house for the movie. I don't know. Not sure. Next, we have the movie Annabelle. The movie Annabelle is based on real-life investigation led by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Annabelle's a cursed doll. In reality, she's a Raggedy Ann doll, but in the movie, she is portrayed as a porcelain doll. She is kept at the Warren Occult Museum in Connecticut. Would you ever go? Yeah, yeah, I would totally go. That, that seems fun. I would wait outside for you. When they were filming the movie, a light fixture on set fell on one of the actors who plays the janitor. The creepy part about this is that it happened in the exact spot where the demon killed the janitor in the movie. That is pretty creepy. So I was going to go into more detail on this, but something creepy happened to me. The weird kid. The weird kid. Paxton. <laughs> Stop. The weird coincidence. 
is that it happened it happens when I do research that involves a haunted doll. So Wednesday morning, I was laying down in bed and it was around 8.30 a.m. I had woken up, but I still had my eyes closed. This is when I felt someone sit on the edge of my bed. They also sat on my toes. Immediately, I thought it was my dad because when I was younger, he would do that to wake me up. Not sit on my toes, but he would sit on the edge of my bed and say, Mima, to wake me up. Well, I felt him sit on the edge of my bed and I felt the bed leaning. I tried to move my feet since he was sitting on my toes, but I was still really tired so I didn't have much strength. I decided to look up. I was going to ask him if he needed me to go with him to take Thor to the groomers, which is why I initially thought he came in. But when I looked up, no one was there. But I could still feel them on my bed and on my toes. Instead of running out of my room like I usually do, I just froze. I was terrified. I immediately called Preston, but I didn't even want to tell him what happened. The next day, on Thursday, I went over to Preston's house. I was done with my work and decided to take a nap since Preston had to work late. While I was taking a nap in his room, I woke up because I heard him come in. I could hear his footsteps getting closer to the bed and then they just stopped. I could feel him staring at me, so I opened my eyes. To my surprise, the room was empty. Again, I just froze. The door was closed, so there's no way he could have left the room so quickly. My last incident happened a couple months ago. Or the first incident, I guess. It's not my last. So I guess the first incident happened a couple months ago. I wanted to do an episode about La Isla de Muñecas, the island of the dolls, located in Mexico. I started doing research and I watched the Ghost Adventures episode where they go and visit the island. I was on my lunch break when I was watching the episode and all of a sudden I got a really bad headache and I just started to feel really weird. This went on for days. This is when I decided to change my topic for the episode and almost immediately I felt better. The only reason I changed my topic was because I still had so much research to do and I knew I wouldn't finish on time. So I chose something that didn't require so much research. This all might just be a weird coincidence, but I don't want to take that risk. So this is where my research ends for this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed this because it sure did scare me. And that concludes this week's episode of Chills. Join us next week for True Crime. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on Spotify, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or send in your personal paranormal stories to chillspodcastnp at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram for weekly updates. You can find us at chillspodcastnp. See you next week.